Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wonderful. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your never-failing love. In the name of Jesus, mighty Holy Spirit, visit us. Speak to us. Let your will be done in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Are you excited to be in church this morning? You look darker. Why? Maybe it's my eyes. You never know. Sometimes your point of view is determined by your viewpoint. So you look darker. Oh, there are fewer yellow bones today. Okay. And this side is brighter than Jesus. <laughs> well, it's exciting. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you this morning. I believe that God has something to tell all of us. And my prayer is that we listen attentively. Like the pastor said before me. Are you playing drums? Oh, okay. Like the pastor said before me. You still play the drums, right? Okay, you've not forgotten how to play. Like the pastor said uh, before me, if you have your phones, and I, I usually don't preach for a long time because I don't eat before I come to church. So there's less energy. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? So let's get this out of there. I'm preaching from this book, Why Tithing Christians uh, Become, Why Non-Tithing Christians Become Poor and How Tithing Christians Can Become Rich. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So this is, this is why they are playing the drums whilst they are waiting for me. You got it? Great. Thank you powerful i was saying something so I, I don't preach for a long time so just listen with all your attention put your phone aside and just listen and after you have listened whichever message comes during the time i'm preaching you can respond to it after an hour nobody will die do you get it i don't see any doctor amongst you um, paramedic um, firefighter, nurse, okay, practicing nurse, um, traffic cop, um, M M17, is that what they are called? MI7, yeah, none of them. I only see architects, lawyers, other, other, other pro professions that don't demand emergency responses. So listen and then nobody will die. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Yeah, one, one man who teaches about how to succeed in life, one of the things I learned from him, he said that um, 
whenever you are somewhere, be there. To be successful in life, in anything you are doing, if you are somewhere, be there. Do you understand what it means? It means if you are here, don't zone out to Imbali. So your, your body is here, but your mind is at Imbali. Then your time here will not get, benefit you. Neither would you be able to do what you are thinking about at Imbali whilst your body is here. So to make use of wherever you are, wherever you are, when you are at a meeting, be there. Say it to yourself, if I'm in church, I must be there. Uh-huh. So take your mind off your phone and all these things and then we'll be done. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 26 is the piece of scripture we want to read. I've been speaking about tithing. And I want to read this piece of scripture to you. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance, and possesseth it, and dwelleth therein, that thou shalt take the first of all the fruit of the earth, which is the tithe. So thou shalt take the tithe, which thou shalt bring, which thou shalt bring of the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou shalt put it in a basket. And shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou, and thou shalt go unto the priest that shall be in those days and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God that I am come unto the country which the Lord swore unto our fathers for to give it. And the priest shall take the basket out of thy hand and set it before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. And went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became a nation great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians evil and treated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. And when we cried unto the Lord, the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our cry and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched hand and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he had brought us into a place and given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 10. And now behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land which the Lord our God has given unto me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God has given unto thee and unto thy house, thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. When thou hast made an end of tithing all, all the tithe of thine increase, of thy increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing, and has given unto the Levite, the stranger and the fatherless, and the widow, that thou may eat within your gates and be filled. I see you being filled. Then thou shalt say before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things out of my house and also given them unto the Levite 
unto the stranger, to the fatherless, and to the widow, all thy commandments which thou hast commanded me. I have not transgressed thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them, and have not eaten thereof in my morning, neither have I taken away aught thereof of any unclean use, neither given aught thereof of the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord thy God and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Look down from thy holy habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel in the land which thou hast given us as thou swearest unto our fathers a land that floweth with milk and honey. This day the Lord thy God has commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments. Thou, thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God. That's you sworn that God be your God or you've chosen God to be you vowed that God is your God. All right? Good. Let's go on. This day, to be his peculiar people as he had promised thee and, had, and that, that thou shouldest keep all his commandments and to make thee high above all nations which he had made in praise and in name and in honor and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God as he had spoken. Hallelujah. This is the first time many of us are reading a whole chapter of a book in the Bible. Put your hands together for the word of God. Now, this chapter lines out what God expects from his people when we talk about tithing. Okay? He, it outlines it clearly how, you came to be, how we came to be where we are what to do with the tithe, what to do when we have come into God's promise, what to do with the tithe, when to give the tithe, and all these things. So we are studying this chapter of the Bible. That's why I intentionally read, because by the time I finished this series, we would have read the whole chapter. So I'm just making it known to you so that you know that everything that is in this chapter, the end of this exercise is that God wants to make us a special people unto himself. Yeah, And that thing that sets a Christian apart from any group of people, one of the things is the tithe, that God's people ties to him. Amen. Apart from being born again and receiving Jesus as your savior, the tithe, people coming back to honor God with the tithe, is what sets us, peculiar means you are set apart. It's what makes us peculiar and special before God. May you truly be special before God. Amen. We said a few things about the tithe. We said the tithe is God's honor. We read from Proverbs 3 verse 9. The Bible tells, tells us that honor the Lord with your tithe and the first, with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. So when we come to give God our tithe, we honor him. We also said that the tithe belongs to God. We read from Leviticus 20, 27, verse number 30. The Bible tells us that all the tithe of the land, it is for the Lord. 
and all the tithe of the land, whether it be seed, whether it be land, of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's and is holy unto him. Here the Bible goes on to say that the tithe is holy to God, which means it is special to God. When we say something is holy, it means it's set apart, it's special. Amen. It's set apart unto God. It's not just something that, like when, when, when you talk to Christians and you use the word holy, the first thing they think about is fornication. Do you get it? Fornication being an interaction between a man and a woman. Let's stay with what it is. Don't make your own definitions in your head or let society cloud your mind. What it is is what it is. An interaction, an illegal sexual interaction between a male and a female. Illegal. Do you get it? Pastor, how do you determine the legality? Legality comes from when you have gone to see the girl's parents and perform marital rights that the parents have given the girl to you. Yeah. To be a wife to you. Do, do you get Not to be a neighbor or a wife to you. Then thou mayest freely enjoy what is within there. So there are a lot of you that if we were to bring the police, you will be arrested. So, so, so ladies, it's inappropriate when you go and give yourself away. I mean, you are selling yourself short. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So what was I saying that brought? So I'm, I'm talking about holiness. And I'm saying when we say something is holy, it means that thing is set apart for the Lord. Set apart for the Lord. Now, when something is set apart, you see, let's say if you are in a house where, uh, 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 let's say, uh, a plate is set apart for the father of the house, it means that plate is not used for other things. It's only the father who uses it. You don't say, oh, look, bring me seven plates. Then when they can, they say, it's only six that are clean. The others have not been washed. Oh, bring me that one. No, you let them go and wash the one that has not been washed because the father is, is set apart. So that, the, 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 the plate doesn't get involved in other things because it's set apart for a particular use. Do, 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 do you understand? Let's say like the kettle. The kettle is set apart for boiling water. Do you get it? You don't use it to drink tea. Or you don't put your pap in it to eat it. Although it can hold the pap. How many of you think that if you were to put the pap in the kettle, it won't fall on the floor? It will hold it. Yes, it will. But you don't, you don't serve your evening supper in the kettle. When we come to the house, you are eating from the kettle. You, you, you are eating from the kettle. Look at how funny it looks. So that it can stay warm. Look, look at how funny it looks. Do you get it? So we said that Titus, let's not go into all that today. It's, it's, it's just morning. Do you get it? Now, we said this, and we said your tithe is tenth of your income. It's a tenth of what you have. Leviticus 27, still verse 30 says, And concerning the tithe of the head and of all of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rock, the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. So the tithe is a tenth, which is 10% of what you have. Now, 
Why did God establish the tithe? Which is what we are looking at. This is just by way of introduction. What we are looking at is why? Because when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the purpose for anything, you are more likely to abuse it. Amen. When you don't know the, the reason why you are going to school, you are more likely to go to school and fool around. I know girls who go to school, um, high school, they don't know that they are supposed, not only girls, boys and girls, but I'm starting with girls. Do you get it? Yeah, because there are a lot of girls also in this area. Do you get it? They go to school to just be the prettiest girl in school without knowing that the reason why you have gone to school is passed to go to the university. It's not a beauty pageant. You went to school to pass to go to the university. So you see them going, or some people go to school just to go to match ball. Yeah, just to go to matric ball. So the whole time they are in school, they are, they are just preparing for, I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to wear, instead of studying grade 12, you're thinking of matric ball. You know, when I was going, growing up, we, we used to have parties after matric. We didn't have parties before matric. We had parties after matric. And we had the parties after the results come out. <laughs> not, not during when you are waiting. No, what are you having a party for? What, is, what are we celebrating? Do you, do you get it? So we write the matric. Then we all come and sit at home. When you come and sit at home, since you are waiting for the results, you don't move around a lot. <laughs> Just in case you are moving around, and some examiner from Amtata sees you that you are too happy and he starts to fail you. So you, you lie low. Yeah. Also, you don't move around a lot so that just in case the results don't go your way, you have been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you become very popular. So if you don't pass, more people know that you didn't pass. So you lie low. Then when the results come out, then we start having parties. We start having parties. Now, when we have the party, if you didn't pass, you can't appear easily. Yes, according to level. We even have the parties in levels. Do you get it? So the, we are, it's like there's high motivation to pass the exam. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't come to the parties also, we know why you didn't come. I mean, we know you are best friends with Zoleka and Zolilo, and then you were not at Zoleka's party. Neither were you at Zolilo's party. It means there must be a reason. Yes, you didn't come to James's party because we know you and James are not tight. Do you see it? So it's understandable. But that you didn't come to Zande's party, there must be a reason. So you see that we are prepared. You see, you see, they are just matric ball, matric ball, matric ball, matric. I knew a girl who went to school. She was just going to play um, netball. Netball. She was so happy. Netball. Net, then she, I said, look, sister. And she told me, when I played the netball, the boys cheer at me. I said, it's not, it's not that you are good at netball. Any girl plays netball, hear me and hear me well. When the boys are cheering for you, it's not because you are good at the netball. It's, not, it's for one reason and one reason only. You see the netball uniform, it's very short. So when you jump, you showcase everything to the world. So the boys clap a lot so that you'll be jumping a lot. Yeah, they're just making a fool out of you. 
Yeah. That's the that's why do you think boys like netball? Do boys play netball? Men don't play netball. No, if like ask the nearest brother with a cheese cup around you, ask and see. Boys don't play netball. Boys don't play netball. So why why should boys come and watch netball? No, 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 no. There's only one reason. We don't even understand what it means when the ball goes into the hole. We don't even know who's winning. We only know one thing. When you jump, hey, show, show, show. That's all. You have not thought about it. I told you, you'll be wasting your time playing next ball. You are going to fail and come and sit at home. And true to my word, she failed and she came to sit at home. And it wasn't a case. It's the reality. If it's winter, you are walking in the square chested, and somebody tells you that you are going to catch a flu. Is it a case? It's inevitable. So I'm saying that when you, I'm talking about why God created a tithe. When you don't know the reason for something, you are more likely to waste your time. That's what I'm saying. Before you can become somebody who's serious with your tithing, Oh, you must know the reason why God established it. So I've been talking mysterious, and these reasons are mysterious. I think today is a good time to address. These reasons are mysterious. Mysterious means that with your mind, with your normal mind and your eye, you can't even understand. You can't even understand how it works. Do you get it? But it is God's way. And eventually, life will prove to you that it was a good thing. It's like your parents' instruction that they give you. Sometimes you don't even understand why they are saying what they are saying. Because sometimes they can't explain to you why they are saying what they are saying. But eventually, you will see that doing them helps you. Makes you better. Makes you successful. Sometimes they are giving you the instruction because when they were at that stage, they made a mistake. And when they made a mistake, they did the wrong thing and it led them into trouble. And sometimes that trouble is you anyway, by the way. But it led them into trouble. So now that you are at that stage, they tell you, my daughter, don't do that. Don't do that. If you listen, with time, you will see that, ah, mommy was right. Now, how do we know that our parents were right? Sometimes we don't use our mouth to say that our parents were right. When we become parents, we tell our children the same thing. If you thought it was wrong, why, were you, why are you telling your children the same thing that your mother told you? How, sometimes I give my children instruction, I can hear my father's voice in my ears. They they say, that's my dad. (laughs) So number one, God established the title so that people can show gratitude to God. Okay, I talked about it. Number two, I said God established the tithe so that we can remember, so that people can remember where God has lifted them up from. Number three, so these days I've talked about them already, so I'm just bragging. Number three, God established the tithe as a prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. He established the tithe so that when we come to him, we use the tithe as a prayer of thanksgiving. We come to say thank you. So our tithe itself is a prayer. That when you come, you take the tithe. It's, it's, it's not only your, your prayer that you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this. Give me that. That is only before. But your offerings also are a prayer to God. They are also a prayer. 
And we read, we read from Acts chapter 10 concerning Cornelius, verse 4. The Bible talking about Cornelius it says, your arms and your prayers are come up before the Lord. A memorial. So it's like as God is sitting there, two things are before him. The prayers that you pray and then the giving that you give. They are all there reminding him. Remind, he said, they are come up as a memorial. A memorial means something that is there that reminds you of something else. So anytime God sees your offering, he remembers you. He sees your tithe, he remembers you. He remembers that, oh, this person came to say thank you. And I said that me, even as a human being, when people give me something, I try, I remember. I try to always, no matter how small it is, no matter what it is, I always try to remember as much as I can. As human as I am, I try to remember. Oh, this person blessed me with this. I try to remember. Now, God also, when you come and honor him with your tithe, the tithe serves as a prayer of thanksgiving. And it, it gives us an example, an example in the New Testament of this guy called Cornelius. He had a situation. Then God sent an angel to him to help him. May God send an angel to help you. God sent an angel to help him. And when the angel came, the angel told him, listen, let me tell you why I have been sent to you. Let me tell you the reason why I was sent to you. The the reason is that your prayer, all the prayer you have been praying and all the giving you have been giving, it came up to God to remind him of your situation. And he sent me to you. So anytime you pay your tithe, you are setting a reminder, a reminder to God that when he rings, God remembers, ah, I have a daughter in Peter Marysburg. I have to help this daughter to get a job. Somebody is getting a job in the name of Jesus. I have to remember this one quickly, quickly, quickly. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. It's a prayer before God. Number four, which is what I want to deal with today. Number four and number five. God established the tithe so that you can enjoy the 90% knowing that you have given God what is due or what is due him. Knowing that you have given God what is due him. Amen. I said that the tithe is what? 10% of what you have. So when you give God your tithe, you are left with 90% of your income. So you are able to therefore enjoy it. Knowing that you're giving God what belongs to him. Verse 10. Deuteronomy 26 verse 10. And now behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land, which is, which Thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord has given unto thee and unto thy house, and the Levite and the stranger that is amongst thee. When thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes in thy increase the third year, which is the year of tithing, and has given unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that thou mayest eat within thy gates 
and be filled. So the Bible says that after you have given your tithe, then now you can eat within your gates and be filled. You can eat what is left and be filled without feeling guilty and feel free. When you are sitting at Roko, Roko Mames and you are eating, you won't feel guilty. You won't feel guilty. You won't feel that, hey, there's something I'm not. Even when I'm preaching on tithing, you won't feel guilty. Do you know, Christians get angry when their pastor preaches on tithing because they don't tithe. Yeah, all of you who are arguing with me right now is because you do not tithe. Yeah. It's because you do not tithe. They want to take my, my, my money. They want to. It's because you don't tithe. If you were tithing, you, you just, you, you say, oh, nice message. Yeah. Uh, now I'm even understanding even better. When we speak the blessing, you'll be collecting the blessing. You'll be clapping for the pastor. Yeah. But when you don't tithe, it's like somebody is trying to rob you. Yeah. You start to calculate how much money you have in your pocket today. And you have thought about, hey, it's 17 rands. And say, 10%. They say, ah, why not 5%? You start having all these arguments and all these palpitations going on. Anxiety attack. Your heart will be beating faster than it's supposed to beat. This, your heart rate will increase suddenly because you do not. But after you have given your tithe, when you are busy chopping your tithe, and, 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 and even, even let's say, when you are busy chopping your tithe, let's say after church, you go and buy amakunya and you are eating here and pastor is passing. You will not be feeling guilty that, hey, because pastor said last week that once you eat, you must tithe. Once you eat, you must tithe. So as you are eating, when you bite, you know, oh, I've paid my tithe. Even let me walk where pastor is so that he sees that I'm eating good. He said, that thou mayest eat within your gates and be free and be filled. Eat free. Let's say, if you're a parent, you have not paid school fees. You are now busy at the mall buying things for yourself. You'll feel guilty because you know that school fees is coming. You have not paid your rent. Meanwhile, you are busy going out for lunch when you have not paid your rent. And you know that the rent is due. You, 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 you can't be, even as parents, until you have, you, you know, you've done what you must do with regards to your children. You can't even enjoy your small breakthrough that you have. Which is your breakthrough, not their breakthrough. But you can't enjoy it. Because you'll be thinking, hey, I have school fees to pay. I have to replace some shoes. I have, to, <laughs> I have to replace this. I have to buy books. I have to buy this. I have to buy that. You are thinking. So when you are even chopping your small that you can chop, oh, you'll be feeling guilty. So me, I can't eat once. Even I'm the one who went to labor. I can't eat even one. You'll be feeling guilty. When they come and wear their pants, you bought their pants last month. It was even long for them. Just one month. You don't know whether they've gone to secretly cut their pants or something. It has become short. Hey! It has now become something. Hey! 
And you are since you are small, you too, you need a pair of pants. When you go to the shop, you see the pants that you like. Do you get it? The pants you like is from Mr. Price. But when you go, you take it and you remember that they are pants that is short. You can't buy it and be happy. So you leave Mr. Price, then you go to Mr. Pep. And you go and take the pants that is at Mr. Pep. You take two, one for you, one for them. Yeah. You can enjoy it freely. But if after you've sorted all these things out, you've bought electricity, you've paid school fees, you've replaced their shoes, you've bought food for the house, everything, then now there's some left. You walk with confidence into spare. And you say, say look, give me 600 gram spare ribs. Break all the ribs. Then they ask you, onion rings or vegetables? You say, look, can you bring both? Bring both. Then you spread yourself over there and you start to cut. And you take pictures. You update your status. And add chips. Add chips. Can, we, can I have an extra? Do you have salad? Bring salad also. Then you spread yourself. When you finish, your stomach is full. You can't breathe. Bring me dessert. What? After all, what? This money is mine. Let me chop it and feel free. The same, after you've paid your tithe, then you can enjoy what you have freely. Without feeling guilty, without feeling funny. What am I doing? What is God thinking about this? No. So God said, look, from there, the 90%, use it for anything that you like. Make yourself happy. If it's a house build, if it's this car, anything, be happy. You'll be happy. But that can only be after you've paid your tithe. After you've given what belongs to God. So many of us are, even what we have, we are not enjoying it. Yeah. What we are eating, because we have decided to eat it with what belongs to God. With what belongs to God. So as you are eating it, you can't even enjoy it. Because you are just eating, no, then a situation comes. And one of the things about the tithe, tithe is a very funny thing, you know. Either pay it to God or you pay it to somebody else. It's very funny. Yeah, 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 it's very funny. You say, oh, I won't pay it to God. Very soon you pay it to a mechanic. Or you pay it to a doctor. Yeah, or you pay it. You see, you see major situation, then it's gone. Boom. Because, I mean, if, if you think it's not true, where's all your tithe that you have not paid? I don't mean you, I mean... <laughs> where's all your tithe? I thought by now you have saved it too. Buy an airplane that we see when you are coming to church, you fly in an airplane, then you land. The money is still not there. Where did you think it went to? Where did you think it's go? Where did it go? Do you get it? So when you are finished tithing, then the rest which is yours, when you are blowing it, oh, you don't, I mean, you enjoy it. May you enjoy what you have. After you have finished tithing. 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 After you have finished honoring God with what belongs to him. Number five, I close on this one. God established mysterious reasons why God established the tithe. God established the tithe to pay his priests. And keep them working in the house of the Lord. Fifth reason why God established that time. To pay his priests 
and keep them working in the house of the Lord. Deuteronomy 26, I read from verse 12. It says, when thou hast made an end to the tithing of all the tithes, which is in the increase in the third year of the year of tithing, and has given unto the Levite, has given unto who? The Levite, who is the priest, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that thou mayest eat within thy gates, and then thou shalt say, before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hallowed things, which is the holy thing, the special thing. I have brought away the hallowed thing out of my house. And also given unto who? The Levites. Given to who? The priest. Okay? And unto the stranger, and unto the fatherless, and unto the widow, according to all thy commandments, which thou hast commanded me. And I have not transgressed thy commandments. Neither have I forgotten them. The tithe is what we use to look after the priest. That's God's way of looking after the, the priest. The, 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 the Levites were the priests of the day. So God used the tithe of the people to look after the priest. Without your tithe, your pastor won't eat. Yeah, won't eat. Without your tithe, your pastor won't have anywhere to live. Without your tithe, your pastor will always be walking. He won't be clothed. Yeah, the church is now quiet. Now it's personal. So those of you who don't pay tithe, basically what you are saying is that my pastor shouldn't, his children shouldn't go to school. He trusted me, look after me, feed me, care for me, care, follow me up, counsel me, pray for me, but he shouldn't eat. He should become a thief. Go out there, loot for his survival. Yeah. Say amen. No, that, that, in not so many words, that's what you are saying. Because if there's nothing to eat, we must find or die or die. Or starve to death. His children should become idiots. Should not go to school. Because I don't work anywhere. I work here. I have other pastors who work somewhere. Do you get it? But I don't work anywhere. This is my job. When I come here, I'm here till, till you will not come and see me. But I'm here. Solve one problem after another. One issue after another. Back and forth. Back and forth. Like that. Back and forth. Like that. Now when it's time to just have some little something to eat. A little something will come to you. By you paying your tithe when God has increased, you say, oh no. You rather want to eat the small that the pastor has. I know people that when they are in need, they ask me for help. When it's time for them to pay their tithe, they don't pay. Where do you think I get from to help you when you are in need? It's the little that the church gives me. Because I don't do lotto. I don't do tatama chance, tatama millions. Soccer bet. I don't do soccer bet. I don't bet on horse racing. Do you get it? I don't drive a taxi. I mean, I don't drive a taxi. Also, you'd have seen me when the taxi drivers are on strike. See me on the street also shooting people. <laughs> do, do you 
understand. This is where I work. This is my office. So you have come to church. I have come to work. I say you have come to church. I have come to work. Hey, Pastor, when do you go to church? When I go to church. <laughs> yeah. When I go to church, that's when I go to church. But I've come to work. I'm working. I'm on the clock. When I came, I clocked in. Yeah, I clocked in. You were asleep. I was awake. You have woken up and you are coming. Me, I've been awake. Yeah, when my children wake up in the night, they think there's a thief in the house. When they come and check, it's our man. I'm always awake in the night. When you are sleeping. That's why you don't have some nightmares when you sleep. Yeah, that's why you don't have some nightmares when you sleep. I'm busy praying for you. Yeah, and, and please, by the way, not every nightmare, not every bad dream is a nightmare. Sometimes your blanket is smelling. Just wash it. Sometimes it's a smelly blanket. I mean, you are having a dream, you are in a rubbish dam and everything. Sometimes it's not a nightmare. It's the smell of the blanket that's making you have such dreams. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm awake in the night. I think a few days, I don't know when it was, my son woke up suddenly. He thought it was morning because he could hear movement in the house. When he came out, I was standing there. I said, brother, go and sleep, go and sleep. It's not yet morning, go and sleep. Yeah. That's my job. I know pastors after the first pandemic, second pandemic, they, they are not even sure whether this third pandemic does have they, I know I in fact I know a pastor, he's, he says he won't do church again. It's, it's, it's done. Yeah, he's going to do he's going to find another job. Yeah, because how is he going to the church members don't think that he needs to eat? So first pandemic, he has found a way, maneuvered to survive. Second, second wave, he has survived. Third, he said for this third week, no man can join. He's not doing church again. Yeah, close. No, church, every, go and find something to become, become prostitutes, become armed robbers. Go and destroy your life. I don't care. I'm going to fend for myself. So the reason why God established the church so that there will be something there so the pastors can be fed. So that they don't leave the profession of being pastors to look after your soul, to care for you, to be there for you and go and do other things. <clears throat> to go and do other things. Without your tithe for the person to be looked after. You will not have a pastor. Imagine your life without a pastor. Even your life with a pastor, look at the way it is. Imagine it without a pastor. I mean, even your life with a pastor, look at how it is that sometimes when pastor is not around, and pastor is not around a lot of times, not that he's not around where he must be. He is where he must be, but you are not. He can't see you where you are, especially Friday evenings. Especially Friday evenings. Look at what it becomes. Then Saturday. I mean, fr- Saturday morning, your eye is as red as mercury. Yeah. Then by the evening, it's clearing. You are beginning to see people in one position. 
Then by Sunday morning, it's like it's okay. Then you put some makeup to cover up all the other places. Then you come and sit down. How much more if there was no pastor? How much more? There was no pastor. There's no pastor when you are sick. There's no pastor when you have a problem. There's no, yesterday I spoke to somebody who has lost their mother. The mother is in the prime. You have to talk to the person and strengthen the person. Encourage the person. There's nobody. All of you hear that somebody's mother is just turn to the right side. Then when you hear that there's the funeral, then you appear after they have come from the cemetery because now there's food. Yeah, but you, but you have to be there. Talk is so. Look, a pastor's life. Eh? One day, my neighbor asked me, "What are you doing this weekend?" I said, oh, "I have a funeral, and I have a wedding." <laughs> he couldn't believe it. It's like, ah, what do you mean? I said, oh, "I'm doing a funeral. Then when I finish, I go and do a wedding." So I go and cry. <laughs> Then when I finish, don't cry, okay? Yeah, yeah. Then I can I say, oh, ladies and gentlemen, the nicest couple in the world. They see, I just have to switch from here to, you know, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Ezekiel 44, let me read the scripture and then we close on this one. Next week we'll continue. Ezekiel 44. I'm reading verse 30. It says, Ezekiel 44, 30. Put it up there. It says, And the first of all the first fruit of all things, and of every oblation of all, and of the sort of your oblation, shall be the priests. It means shall be for the priests. And ye shall also give Unto the priest, the first of your due. Why? That he may cause the blessing to rest upon your house. Yeah. Give it to the priest. That he may cause a blessing to rest upon your house. It's straight from the Bible. To give it to the priest. Yeah. Hey, pastor, then you must be rich also. It means they come and give you all the tithe. That's how it's supposed to be. But when you, we read the earlier scripture, you give to the Levite, to the fatherless, to the stranger, and the widow that is amongst you. So it also shows you that the tithe is not only for the priest. So when we take your tithe, at least we look after the priest. We look after the orphans. We look after the widows. We look after the, the often referred to the fatherless. We look after them as well. So as a church, we use the tithe for so many things. This building is as a result of your tithe. Yeah. Or I should say our tithe. Or some of our tithe. Because for some of you, your tithe is not in it. Your tithe is not in it. Some of you, your tithe is not in it. You keep your tithe for yourself. Look, human beings are very wicked. Yeah, people are very wicked. They only care about themselves. Only care about themselves. But that's not what I want to talk about. Next week, I'll get a chance, God willing. If Jesus doesn't come, if Jesus has come, we'll be in heaven. He himself will address it. <laughs> 
so that the priest can be looked after. I mean, for a priest like myself, can you imagine my bills? <laughs> I'm a low-cost priest. Low-cost, low-cost. Because a lot of, there's no makeup, it's natural. You just have to wash it with water and soap and it's like what it is. But if you look at this makeup assisted, then it costs more because cost of makeup and all these. It's just wash water. That's what <laughs> water. Amen. Amen. Amen, the ladies. What's that, Tyler? Let's check. It's, it's a, it's, no, it's just Vaseline. It's, it's water and Vaseline. Yeah, no, nothing extra. The, 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 the glitter is from Vaseline. Yeah. Yeah, Vaseline. Johnson and Johnson? Blue seal. Yeah, it smells like blue seal. Now, when you ask somebody, J and J or Pfizer, you know we are talking about vaccines. So, yeah, this is blue seal. That's all. Yeah. Should I come and check? Yeah, yeah. This one, just water. No, nothing. No, not even blue seal. You use a little blue seal, okay? So you can be seen. When you go into dark areas, you will be noticed. Somebody say amen. I don't want to even come here because high maintenance area. Zone one. This side is zone one. Hallelujah. So church of God, let us rise up and look after our pastor. Yeah. I'm busy looking after you. Rise up and look after me. And I'm not asking for anything extra. I'm not saying come and give me a special offering. Just pay your tithe. As a church and as an organization, we have a good system to look after our pastors. So we are not saying bring anything extra to the pastor or anything. Just pay your tithe. When you pay your tithe, it goes into the global system. When it goes into the system, we will look after your priest. It's as simple as. It's just like you, you don't take money and go and give it to the minister of health or you take money and go and give it to um, his excellency, the president, um, Tabo Inbeck. No, Tabo Inbeck is not the president. Who's the president now? Cyril Ramaphosa. You don't go and give it. No, please. I know who the president is. I just wanted you to laugh so you don't fall asleep. Ah, don't start all this drama. Why are you making it such a I know where, when we went to the church, the pastor doesn't know who the president is. I mean, fellow South Africans, we know him. We know him. Yeah. It's Lizzie who said that. Yes. Yeah. Just as you don't give him money personally, you just pay your taxes. Then when it's month end, the government pays him. The church also, we have a good enough system. Just pay your tithes. When you pay your tithes, at the end of the month, the church will look after the pastor. It's when you don't pay your tithes then there's nothing for the church to use. So now you see the pastor is a hustler. Every time you see him downtown, he's carrying potatoes. He's carrying potatoes. He's selling potatoes. Some are rotting. Then he has painted it. He has washed it. And you say, oh, it's fresh. Meanwhile, it has rotted. Then you, can you imagine you, come, come, be, come and be our pastor. Can you imagine you are walking in downtown with your friends? Then you see your pastor there. You say, oh, that's my pastor. Let me go and introduce you to him. And then you take your friend. Then you see somebody is held holding here. Come here. Hey, come here. Hey. How would you feel that your pastor, like somebody, so what's the problem? 
uh, yesterday he came to take some things here. He's supposed to bring the money. He has not brought it. He's still moving and so we have gone to catch him. We have arrested him in DC. I mean, imagine. How many of you will be neighbors? Will you be happy? No, you will not be happy. So pay your tithe. Stop eating your tithe and gaining weight that will become a problem to you later on. Pay your tithe. Hey, brother, come. You are still... You are still under arrest. That they have held you like that. Look, even this one is not working. Let me hold it well. Brother, you have held it like that then. He's begging. Please beg, beg. No, 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 And then they are beginning to beat him. Your member, so. It's okay. This member is a wicked member. Clap for him, clap for him. Yeah. Church of God, honor the Lord with your tithes so that if for no reason your pastor can be looked after, your pastor can be looked after, he can have something to eat. When he's going to sleep, he can lock the door and know that means I don't come knocking. Hey, your rent has expired, get out. Or else we'll go and find another job. Remember the story I told you of that pastor? He said, after this wave, he's going to find another joy. He won't pass there again. All his church members can go and bend the sea. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this service to a close. It says, and you will give it, you will give the priest the first of the of your dough, and he shall cause a blessing to come upon your house. As you honor the Lord with your tithe, a blessing is coming over your house. Lift up your hands and just pray for yourself quickly as we bring this service to a close and say, Lord, help me to be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful with my tithe. I want to be faithful with my first fruit to honor you, to look after the priest you have given to me. You have given me a pastor after your own heart who is feeding me with knowledge and understanding. I'll be faithful. I'll honor in the name of Jesus. That the priest will be looked after. That I can enjoy the rest, the 90% in peace. Without feeling guilty. Without feeling worried. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Whether you pay tithe or you don't pay tithe. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for everyone that is here, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the, for the infilling of your Holy Spirit to teach us, to speak to us, to draw our hearts after your word. In the name of Jesus, help us, oh God, to be faithful tithe payers. Give us grace. Help those who have not, do not pay tithe to start from today. Help those who pay tithe to continue thereof. In the name of Jesus, I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? I want to pray with you this morning. You are here. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. What it means is that if you were to die today, you will go to hell. Unfortunately, you will go to hell. But God doesn't want it that way. 
God wants everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So the Bible tells us that for God loved the world so much, he gave his only son, that anyone who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God has everlasting life for you and I. But there's only one name under heaven which is given by which men shall be saved, which is the name Jesus Christ. If we will call on Jesus today and ask him to become the Lord of your life, when you die, you will make it to heaven. Today, I want to give you that opportunity to welcome Jesus into your heart. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, please close your eyes. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart so that I can have everlasting life when I die. If you are here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray this prayer with you. Say, Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. It's the most important decision you are taking. Lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. If you lifted up your hand, please come to me. I'll pray with you. My sister, come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come, my sister over there. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. Don't be afraid. If you lifted up your hand, come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. No, you know if you lifted up your hand, nobody needs to convince you whether you lifted up. It's a decision you are making, please. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. To show that you are serious about it's not just a game that you are playing. Do it on God's terms. Not on your terms. On God's terms. On God's terms. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. So you are coming unto Jesus. Give him your life today. Look at me and pray this prayer. It's your prayer. I'm just helping you to pray. So make sure you can hear me clearly and mean it as you pray. And then everybody help us to pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the love of my life from today. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Wow. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, fill them with your spirit. Use them to your glory in the name of Jesus. We we'll give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, 
0483-773-1605. God richly bless you.